welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host. Today, I have the honor of bringing you, for the first time ever being told from the man himself, the mentor, Sammy Lee Hill and Margie Tor, who had the favor of being able to write his story as a playwright. Now, Sammy, you know, he he's a composer. He's also an award-winning songwriter, and he's a retired police officer. And we're bringing you this story because it's something that's going to touch you. It's gripping. And Margie, you know, she wrote this. She's an award-winning screenwriter. Um, she's an executive producer on the Oprah Winfrey Show. And she's got years and years of experience with this. I want to take the time to thank you for being a new guest on a new podcast today. How are you guys doing? Hi, Don. It's good to see you. You too. Hey. You too. And I'm good. I'm good. Now you're in the light. <laughs> <laughs> now, Margie, let's start with you. You wrote Sammy's story. Okay. I know it needs to be told and it needs to be heard. Um, I'm going to let you do that right now. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for hearing the both of us out. I've been in LA a year now. I'm on the East Coast. I just want to make a little correction. I wasn't an executive producer on the Oprah Winfrey okay. Show. King were all productions and we introduced the Oprah Winfrey Show. I just ah, don't want to get in trouble there with those. Okay. <laughs> um, no worries. Yeah, I met Sammy uh, by chance. How did we meet Sammy? I mean, he called me one day and we became very good friends. Um, he gradually told me about his mentoring at the high school and some of the stories did not tell me everything little by little. We mm -hmm. talked about the song a lot and we've been down many, many roads from 2017. Fast forward, we are um, here. I am in LA. I moved from the East Coast here to do writing and producing. And we'll get into that in a moment. But I'd be closer to studios and people that might want to hear the mentor story. It was mentioned from a few people that did talk to me mm -hmm. off the record that it could be a series, a weekly series. It's an inner city story of black kids, Puerto Rican kids, Asian kids that grew up in extreme poverty without lunch money to go to school. Um, they had to dodge bullets to get to the school. Um, they, the story is gripping from the onset and I don't want to give it all away. There's only two people that know the stories in here and mm -hmm. that's Sam and myself. It stayed with us. But I've been here a year mm -hmm. and no one will see us. And I want to call out Hollywood tonight. I want to call them out on if they don't do something about it, talking to a man like Sammy, he doesn't know how much longer is in front of him nor me. And he doesn't want to leave this earth without the story being told or at least told 
oh, you know, it might not be able to play this way or that way. Studio executives get to, you know, make that decision. I respect the process. I sat on that side of the table. I right. understand before this black man to not get a meeting with a black producer or a writer or me as a woman who spent 40 years in this it's age discrimination. There's only one color in Hollywood. It's green. The color is green, not white and black. Don't tell me this little white woman told an African-American story from the inner city. Okay. And tell me when you're on a big show that there's nobody that looks like you on television. If the story was told, there would be so many actors of color put to work. So, and Sammy wants to dedicate this to his late grandson, who affectionately they called Sammy Boy. He wanted to start like a foundation, a hotline. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of, I know that there's entertainment value for it to either be a series or it's expensive to do a movie and you know, there's risk and you don't want to get that investor because it's difficult and all of the above. But not to have a meeting? There's not one person in Hollywood in a year that is of color with power that can say, hey, come on and send me for a half hour. Let me hear your story. Let me hear the pitch. Let me see the, you know, whatever, um, the treatment, the uh, the log line. What's going on? What happened? You know, hear the man out. Hear right. the man out. Or get the microphone out of your mouth when you're saying that you feel that black people do not have, a, you know, their voice in Hollywood. No, who has their voice in Hollywood is the people that have money. Humans are human, okay? And, and, I, and, I, and I hate to say it, but where do we all come from? Africa. Well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> my ancestors go to Africa you know, on some of them, myself, uh, I, I think at some point, people are just going to have to realize. Really, this wasn't about race. It was about what this man did. He didn't do it because they were white or black or Asian or whatever or purple. Mm-hmm. He did it to help people. But it is a story of the inner city. And it was, you know, a lot of gangs and a lot of violence. And there's a lot of stories. And I am shocked that you can't get an agent unless you know an agent. Figure that one out. Figure that one out. Can't get an agent. We don't have William Morris. We don't have CAA. So you can't, I called all of them. You can't know them unless you know them. Mm-hmm. That's like a really conundrum if you want to call it that. But at any rate, I know that I cried at night. I told the story. I didn't get paid to do it. I did it in part. Yes, we have a contract, but Sammy and I more about the story. And I want Sammy to talk about his passion for what he did in his life. Who does that? He didn't do it to become rich. I didn't become rich dedicating 40 years of my life in this industry. There's prejudice against women and there's prejudice against color. And I want the color in this town to get up and stand up and do something about it. Because I have to leave this earth knowing it's the me too's again. I thought we fixed it. We didn't fix anything. It's worse. I know. It is. And yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's ignorance. Yeah. Is what it is. It's blind ignorance. And it's at some point, I mean, the scale's going to have to tip because it's just going down. And at some point, it's going to have to start tipping the other way. So, um, yeah. 
somebody's going to have to stand up and do something. And let me let me let me just interject just for a second because I was, I just told Margie and I told you too, John, that I was going to go see this movie yesterday, but instead I went today. I tell you, it's called um, A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. Oh, I want to see that. And 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 Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, John. That's the best damn movie that I've seen in 15 or 20 damn years, okay? Inspiration, it's all about inspiration. And that's what the hell Hollywood needs to start doing is putting out more inspiration films. Maybe we'll change something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They, they get to tell the story, they get to rewrite it, they get to have creative, I get that. But there's, there's value here. Mm-hmm. The fact that they won't hear the man out is just disgusting. It's there's no other word than disgusting. And they the egos. And where's the black producer? Where's the black actor? Where where are they? They hide in these hills that I look at. They hide. And I, you know, a New Yorker and worked with a list people my whole life. They're more present in New York. Here they hide mm-hmm. behind the glass and the mansions and the hills. And I, I don't get it. I don't like it. I hate it. And um, I came here to do good myself. You know, I didn't come here to, I understand there has to be entertainment value, but there mm-hmm. is. There's a way to tell this. You know, when you get the good old people at that table, the creatives, mm-hmm. they know this. And that's where I could write it, but it has to get rewritten. And, it, you know, I needed producers to help me. And, you know, did I do this wrong? You know, how there was no collaboration because we have, you know, confidentiality on the story. But I'm sure if there was a producer that I asked Sammy, can I work with that producer? He would say, sure, you know, or the writer. He would say, sure, get a second opinion, maybe rewrite that. He never read the script. I don't want him to read it. I think it's painful for him to read it. Um, I thought long and hard about sending it to him. I didn't. I have it. And, I, you know, it's not gone anywhere. But here he is, a year and a half later, without a half hour meeting, somebody doesn't have a half hour in a year and a half, and then they go on the Emmys and say, oh, every other joke is about there's no people of color on television. And not only that, Sammy, you know, he's won awards uh, he for the very world's first uh, international mentor theme song. You know, um, he's got a letter from President Bush. He got a letter from the House of Representatives. They made um, the naming the the House of Representatives named the mentor theme song as the official theme song for the Mentor Appreciation Day. So, um, you know, tell us about your awards, Sammy. First of all, that's a true honest inspiration is within itself okay um and and i think and i strongly believe that any producer or director would love to grab hold of this song to have it placed not only on the on the film mm-hmm. but in the soundtrack on the soundtrack as well because by it being the first and only global mentor theme song in world history. Okay. That's and nationally recognized. Within. Yeah, yeah. That's a big plus within itself. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be stupid. You gotta be blind not to see that. If I can see it 
and other people see it. And I even had students used to tell me the same thing. Mr. Hill, Mr. Hill, wow, that is a great song. It's going to be around for a very, very long time, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it, had, it has, I mean, I got an invitation to go to certain places because of the song. Um, like I said, President, former President George W. Buck sent me a nice letter phrase congratulating me for writing the song, which is dedicated to the children on a global status, okay? Um, the House of Representatives, our Congressman George Miller, the state of California. The state of California even went through the, the, the process you know, when they vote on bills, mm -hmm. and they say, okay, well, you got to go through, through the Senate, got to go through the assembly and, and all this. Well, that's what happened. And there was not one negative vote through this entire process. Everybody heard the song. Everybody was appreciated. And that's why I was given this award for this song. But see, Hollywood doesn't know that yet. But once when they find out, they're going to be, oh, shit. What happened here? Why didn't we hear about this before? Well, maybe you guys had your eyes closed. Well, maybe they're not their phone. Forty secretaries to answer. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, or and spoken and right? Uh, let me say this. Let me let me let me let me let me say this. Uh, Marge, I'm not sure if I just shared this with you or not, but I'm gonna share it with you now. Right ahead. People people go, tell what makes you think that's the world first? Uh, mentor thing global history. I say, I'll tell you why. Jerry Brockhammer, the big time Jerry Brockhammer, the executive film producer, his sister in law named Peggy is one of my best friends. Peggy's husband did a thorough background check on that mentor song. It took him about two or three weeks because he's a genius. He's just a computer with. He called me up like three weeks later after he conducted the, the check. Mm -hmm. the search and say Sammy Lee Hill just what he said Are you sitting down I said no he said oh, you better you might want to sit down on this he said congratulations you have the world first mentor theme song global history I go wow Jerry Brockhammer's wife Linda mm -hmm. was in Kentucky at their mansion one day Peggy was there Peggy gave me a call and she go hey Sam uh, Linda wants to holler at you for a minute Linda gets on the phone and she goes, Sammy, you put tears in my eyes with that song. She go, I love it. I love it. I love it. She go, here's the business address in Santa Monica. Can, can you send me a copy or two? And I'll be glad to send you a check. I said, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Uh, consider it's a gift. It's a gift of song so you can have it. And I was very, very pleased with the art comp. This man has a heart of pure gold pure gold. He doesn't have a bad word to say about anyone. He has the patience of a saint of the gates. And I've worked with him a long time now. And we know what we struggled with, with the stories and et cetera. A lot of questions here and there. I didn't push him and, you know, we, we went through the process. But now that we're here and the now, and he recently had some more tragedy in his life, I can't stand by another second because then I become one of them and I'm not ever going to be one of them. Never. It's not going to happen. They want to help women. They want to help people of color. Well, 
come on, help, you know, give us a call. We're open. Um, we're open to suggestions, ideas, but for you to take a microphone and say, there's not enough this, there's not enough that. You know, if the story isn't written right, I'm not saying I'm the best writer in the world. My God, I wish I could have written it with, I could name five people that I would love to have take a hold of it. But the idea is, isn't about me. It's about the story mm -hmm. and the of what the man did. He didn't do it to get rich. He did it to help and he did, he helped. And not every story ended with a, you know, a fairy tale ending. And I, I, those stories I had to write, but in an hour and a half and 120 pages, you can't get in, you know, six character studies. You can, I did three, I think, but you know, at the end of it, you have to fall in love with the story and the right. character. only have so many. Let me ask you a question. Um, I know that Sammy, you've been through so much. I know you've had a really hard life. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, some, not all of it, um, but any clues as to um, what the story entails? Um, is that for me or Margie? Either one of you. Margie, you go ahead. You wrote it. You told it. You lived it. I, the first parts of the stories, um, you know, I would say Act One is all accurate. Act One, Sammy comes in at 16. I can't say what. Um, you know, you got to grab him. First 10 pages, we do. Mm -hmm. um, and two terrible things happen within two years of each other, right, Sammy? So, yes. Said we've got to pick one. We can't have him feeling really upset twice. So we picked one, and the other was a flashback. The way I told it, I mean. But the rest, you know, Sammy would. We would talk a lot about, you know, the different kids, right? Sammy, what happened with so and so, and what happened with so, and how things turned out with them. And the beautiful thing, Don, is too that that today. Sammy will run into these students that he helped and they will hug him and they will kiss him and they embrace him and they share tears and they say, if it weren't for you, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. And I can't believe that there's nobody here that wants to see this man because he's not famous and he's not rich. I mean, do they go to bed at night and really sleep? How many pills are they taking? I don't know. I cry. I cry about it. And maybe the right person's watching this too. And if you are the right person and you want to see this story, don't be afraid to send me or Margie an email. No, Absolutely. And no. Sammy, I, I, I know... Um, you know, that it's been rough and you stay so positive. Unbelievable. Or, or is there anything that you can share with us for anybody that may be going through a hard time um, as the mentor that you can share with us that may help us stay positive? I know that you've, you know, uh, helped save lives. And... Well... Well, you know, you know, Don, I, 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 
I guess I was given a special gift from God to, to, to mentor young people because I started mentoring young people when I was even young myself, okay? I think I was about 14 years old, 15 mm -hmm. years old, when I started mentoring 10, 11 year olds, 12 year olds. The, the bottom line is, it was that I had two mentors when I was 13, 14 years old growing up in the hood, you know. Mm -hmm. I wasn't born with no silver spoon um, in my mouth whatsoever, as they say, a silver platter. Um, two policemen was my mentor growing up, and they heavily, heavily inspired me because I had found myself heading down the wrong path, okay? And I remember at one point, at one point, God's true, uh, I even dropped out of high school. I dropped out of high school, I think for a couple of months mm -hmm. and I found myself going nowhere fast. And I said, no, this is not me. This is not me. So, yep, I got my butt back in high school. I did graduate from high school and went on to college and became a prison guard, mm -hmm. went back to college, then joined the police force and everything else is all downhill. Um, after, after I had spent many years in the police department, mm -hmm. I just happened to be at a local high school visiting a friend until the principal overheard our conversation. Mm -hmm. And she goes, excuse me, sir, I wasn't being nosy or anything, but did I hear you say you're a retired police officer? And I go, yes, ma'am. She goes, well, I'm the principal at this school. Mm -hmm. Are you looking for a job? And I go, what? She said, are you looking for a job? And I go, no, not really. I'm just down here visiting the coach. She go, look, here's my car. I'm looking for a community relation person who can interact with our kids mm -hmm. at the high school. And there's only 1,800 kids at this school, right? So I go down to the district's office. Two weeks, two weeks later, I was hired after taking all of the, the necessary requirements for the position. Mm -hmm. And I mentor hundreds of kids while I was there. I loved it. And and I even had a professor, one of the professors, he was teaching, I'm sure it was chemistry or something, he was teaching algebra or something, mm -hmm. class. I remember one day, I remember one day, I'm in the cafeteria with all 1,800 students. And the kids would come up to me, hey, Mr. Hill, I need to stop by your office in a little while. I got this issue, I got this problem, and I need you to give me some advice, blah, 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 blah. Hey, no problem, anytime. Just make sure you got a pass before you come to my office. I don't want you running around all over the school. But anyway, this professor comes up to me, and he goes, excuse me, Mr. Hill. I go, hey, what's up, buddy? He goes, how do, how do you do it? I go, excuse me? He goes, how do you do it? I said, do what? He said, how do you get along with these kids so great? He goes, they don't even listen to me in class. How can you, how do you, how, how do, you do this? I said, sir, it's easy. I said, you respect those kids, they respect you. If they step on your foot, you step back and you step harder. Okay? They don't trust anybody. You earned their trust, right? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Nice. Very nice. Now... And 
on the on the on the tips that you could give us for for anybody that's going through anything what what do you recommend if if somebody's going through a hard time the, the first thing i recommend is find somebody that you believe in and that you can trust okay it's really that's really really important because if, if kids doesn't trust you and they don't believe in you, they're going to let you walk east and they're going to go west. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, share your story with, with an individual that you can trust. Sit down, talk with them, you know. Uh, let them go out for lunch. But your, your, your heart has to be with that kid. You just can't say, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. You have to be able to listen to that kid, find out the exact problem going on with the kid. Because I even worked with, before I even went to work for the high school, I worked with kids when I was on the police force. I've done the same thing. You know, it's the same, it's about the same issue, but different kids. You know, you have to be able to show those kids that you can confide in them, they can trust you, you can trust them, and it's go both ways. And, and, right. and you're getting love. You're going to get the love. You're going to get the love. It's no ifs and buts about it, you know. I, t- I took a, I took a, a gun. I took a gun off a kid at the high school before before I left. Mm-hmm. Um, to make a very very long story short, this this kid had a gun in his backpack in class in class sitting in the front row with a damn gun, right? So we didn't know at the time. We was going to talk with the kid about a whole entirely different issue. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we get the kid outside. We get the kid to come outside. So he looked at me and he go, "Okay, Mr. Hill, uh, let me put my backpack up." He took that. He took that backpack, and he stuck it underneath his seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he looked at me, and I looked at him, and then my cop, you know, my law enforcement experience. Why would you want to put that backpack away? And you know you finna go to the office with us, okay? Mm-hmm. So, any long story short, the kid, I had, I told him, I said, listen, you need to go back and get that backpack. So he go and get the backpack, comes outside with it, and he looks me in the eye and goes, Mister Hill, I have a gun in the backpack. I go, what? He said, I have a gun. I have a gun in my backpack. I said, what the hell are you bringing a gun to school for? Are you crazy? And he said, well, some, some students shot at me. Some kids shot at me over the weekend. And I just wanted to protect myself. Oh. I said, but, but you don't bring a gun here and put other kids' lives in jeopardy. What is wrong with you? I said, come on, we're going to the office. He goes, oh, Mr. Hill, can you let me go? Can you let me go? I said, listen, I'm not going to let you go. You know I'm a retired police officer. And you know school have zero tolerance for any type of weapons. So mm-hmm. anyway, we take the kid to the office. I had the psych supervisor keep an eye on him in the hallway in front of the principal's office. Well, I goes into the principal's office and I say, hey, you might want to take this backpack. There should be a gun inside. He looked at me, go, what do you mean, Sam? I said, well, the kid's outside your office right now. He said, they have a gun in this backpack. Open up the backpack. Principal reached inside, and there was a fully loaded nine millimeter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. 
And I went to court on that too. I even had to go to court to testify. But <laughs> those are the, some of the type of issues that we deal with. Those are some type of the issues that we deal with at the high school. You know, mm-hmm. anything, anything could have happened in that classroom before we even got there. You know, because if a kid's having a bad day, that's one thing you do not do. When a kid is having a bad day, cut him some slack. And what I mean by not giving him a break, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, cutting some slack, be able to say, hey, listen, you're having a bad day. Let's talk later. Come by my office, third period, and we'll chit-chat and powwow about your issue. Mm-hmm. Name okay. the Bottom line, bottom line, just be out there to reach out to those kids. If you can just reach out to those kids and they, sh- if they can show that you're giving them love, you got it made. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they definitely need love. Now, Sammy and Margie, um, for those that want to follow this story and keep up with what's going on for our listeners, um, could you tell them where they can follow you guys at? Um, For me, um, they can uh, reach me on my email, which is M for Mary R. Robert T. Tom at Mirror photo mirror you looking photo you take one word dot net and um they can you know i'm not hard to find them on all the social media margie tour linkedin imbd i'm there okay sammy yeah you can uh, be able to locate me on my website it has my phone number as well as my email address and that website is sammyleehill.com that's 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 S A M M I E L E E H I L L dot com, Sammy Lee Hill dot com. And then, Don, there's a link to another website on that homepage. Mm-hmm. And that's my fan club okay. um, uh, website. And for our viewers, if you go just right there, if you're on a new podcast.com on our platform, just go to Sammy and Margie's bio page, and I've provided the links there for you. Also, check out the music, check out the song, and yeah, absolutely. Be- before we conclude this episode, do you have anything that you'd like to leave our audience with, either one of you or both of you? I want, well, to close. Uh, I want to close, but I want to say one thing, Sammy. The thing that you first said is stays with me to today. And all the things we talked about and all the storylines gone and on. The one thing you said was that, you know, when the mentor was asked, you know, what is, you know, your greatest gift? And you answer, it's the gifts that they gave to me. So I'm going to let you close because I don't think I can talk anymore. <laughs> Sounds good. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of a new podcast with me, your host, Don Piercy, Sammy Lee Hill, and Margie Tor. If you like this episode, like, share, subscribe. And if you'd like to buy me a cup of coffee once a month, you can do so at our Anchor FM plat- anchor.fm platform uh, at a new podcast. Until next time, this is Dawn Piercy. Keep it real. <laughs>